You're listening to the Life Center Church Podcast. It is important for us to know and understand the attributes of the Lord, isn't it? But why? (laughs) Why is it important for us to understand the attributes of God? Let me give you two reasons. Number one, because if we do not know Him in His greatness, we will not worship Him as He's worthy. If your God is just a little God in your estimation, you're not going to worship Him like Almighty God to be worshipped. Amen? Secondly, because if we do not know Him in His greatness, we will not want to serve Him because we won't feel He's worthy enough. But if He's he's a great God, we're going to say, Lord, whatever you want of my life, I, I will be willing to do. So it's important that we understand who God really is. We live in an age where people get to know each other via the internet. Maybe you were one to try that. <laughs> there are all kinds of dating sites online, and, 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 and people have tried, others have tried other kinds of sites. Uh, you know, some, some, some have led to wonderful dates, and some have even led to marriages. But I want you to know something. You cannot get to know God through sites like that. The only way that you can get to know God is through His Word and through a personal experience with that living God. So it's important for us. So this is this is why every day we need to make time to read His Word. Did you hear that? Every day make time to read His Word. Make, make sure you attend Bible teaching and Bible preaching church and attend it every time the church doors are open because, you know, you got to get the Word in. Amen? And the more you hear God's Word and you study this great Bible that God gave to us, you're going to get to know Him more and love Him more. Praise His name. Another important reason for us to get to know Him is if we do not know Him in His greatness, we will put people and things ahead of our relationship with Him. Oh, this is, as we talked to, as Pastor Emily talked about getting distracted, we'll get distracted because if He's not that big in our lives, not that grand in our lives, not that important in our lives, we'll take other avenues to find our joy and our happiness. Let me tell you, when you put anything ahead of God, you are insulting Almighty God. Think about that for a moment. It is an insult to the things that some Christians put ahead of God. See, if people really love this great God, they would not put these lesser things ahead of His greatness and His glory. If we do not know Him in all His greatness, we cannot truly worship Him. But if you know Him in His greatness, you, you, oftentimes, I, I, I don't do it as often as Pastor Tim, he's got bad back, but I got the bad knees, so when you see Him kneeling, sometimes just in the, the glorious presence of God, because He understands Him in His greatness. I'm afraid if I kneel like that, I won't get up to preach, so. So I reserve my, my kneelings, where I have support to get up, you know. A great deal of the Bible tells us that He is a God of kindness, a God of, of, of love, a God of 
you glad for his mercy. Amen. He's a God of patience. Oh, thank God. He's a patient God. Amen. He's a God of holiness. Oh, in Western culture, we don't like to think of that too much, but he's a God of holiness. And he is immutable. And so that means he does not change. He does not change from generation to generation. He's still the same. Hallelujah. He has a change. And he's so much more. And we call all these things the attributes of God. He wants us to come to know him in his greatness. And when we make this discovery, no one will have to beg us to attend church. When we understand his greatness and his glory, they won't have to push you to get you to go to church. Oh, I want to get there where God's people are worshiping him and sense his glory and his presence. And no one will have to beg you to serve him because you know that he deserves your, your service. Because your whole body is, is a sacrifice unto him. The Bible tells us that God of the Bible is omnipresent. That's why the title of here, there, and everywhere. He's omnipresent. In simple language, that means that God is here, and He's there, and He's everywhere. That's why I wanted to pray this morning, God, as you are here, be with the men in Cal Central Ranch in San Jacinto. Why? Because He's able to do that. If he was not able to do that, then we'd all be having church in, in Jerusalem First Assembly of God. On the Temple Mount. If God was not omnipresent, we'd all have to, every, every Friday, we'd have to get on a plane, get there by late Saturday, in time to get up the next morning, get to church at First Assembly Jerusalem. But he's omnipresent. Amen. He's there. He's everywhere, and he's right here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's everywhere. Jeremiah 23, 24 says this, Can anyone hide from me in, in a secret place? Am I not everywhere in all the heavens and earth, says the Lord? You cannot run away from him. Is it, is it any wonder why some of us, even in our sinfulness, we, we, we sense him knocking on our door, as it were, right? You, you remember those days when you thought, I'm running away, I'm not doing what I'm doing. But why do I keep hearing his wooing voice? Because he's everywhere. Even in your dark places. One little boy said to his dad, Dad, is, is there only one God? And the father answered him wisely. He said, because, uh, because God fills all the earth, there is no room for anyone, for another one. That's why there's only one God. His glory is so vast. There's no room for any other God. If you are one of those people who think that God has forsaken you and no longer with you, you don't know the God of this Bible. He's there. He's there. He's as close as the mention of his name. Amen? Hallelujah. Uh, because God is omnipresent, which means that God is everywhere at all times. He's there. Wherever you are, he's there. Many churches are filled. 
saved, but they do not know this God of the Bible that is omnipresent because there, there are places, uh, unlike this place, but places they go to, and I've been in a few in my younger ages. Uh, I, I would go to friends' churches, and, and, and I thought, man, I don't sense the presence of the Lord in this place. And the reason why I say this, I can say this because they live their lives in ways that have no regard for the God of the Bible. They've lived for the, the ways of man. They've lived for the, 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 the thoughts of man. They may attend on Sunday, but they do not rest. The, the rest of the week, it shows that they, what they do is that they don't, you know, I can do this because I'm not with in church. <laughs> I can get away with this because there's nobody around me. They, they, they think if nobody in the church is around them, they're, they're it, 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 you know, they're, it's okay. Friends, even in Matthew 10, 29 says this, What is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin? But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. Every morning you wake up and you hear the songbirds sing, and, and, and I'm, I'm sure there's many sparrows in the area singing their song, and, and you, so many, and you don't even know where they are, but you hear their song, right? And then my Bible says that when one drops, when one falls, when one's life is over, God sees it. He knows it. That's a great, great God. That's an awesome God. Hallelujah. Our omnipresent God knows even if a sparrow falls to the ground, he could, he could not know that unless he was everywhere because everywhere I've been on the planet, there's been a sparrow. In, in the conference room, I gather before the, 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 the service, and usually there's some men that gather with me to pray with me. A couple of, sometimes there's a woman or two, but, but they pray before the service. This morning I was all by myself. Because they're all up on the Santa Santa. And so I'm looking at the map, and I started looking at the places that I've been. And, and I come to realize everywhere I've been, there's been a little bird. Says that every time one of them, when their life, their heart stops beating, and they fall to the ground, God sees it. If He cares that much, and can see that much, don't you think He cares about you and can see your situation and your circumstance, wherever you're at, and whatever's going on in your life? If He cares that much for a bird, don't you know He cares even? God that sees it, one of those sparrow falls to the ground is the same God that watches over us every single day. Whether we want him to or not, he does. Because he cares for you. So how, how does this omnipresent God benefit us? i got a couple points here to share with you. Just a couple of ways. Number one, his presence is a comfort to us. Amen. We can all be thankful that God is omnipresent. Why? If he's not omnipresent, it would mean that God could not be in our church because maybe, maybe he likes the other church down the road better than ours. Right? 
because omnipresent means he's present with us and, and with everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord as their Savior. He's there. He's there. Where people are worshiping him, he's there. Where people are lifting their hearts towards him, he's there. Praise God. King David was a shepherd boy, uh, and as a boy, he knew as, as a shepherd that there, there were times when, when wild animals would come and, and, and they would attack, and, 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 and he'd be there all alone. And, 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 and Psalm, Psalm 23, verse 4 says this, Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your love and your staff, they strengthen me. That's our God. He comforts us, doesn't he? One of the great things about life is, is that we have a family and friends to share good times and bad times with, but, 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 but there are some people that don't have any family and any friends that, that they can call upon, and they feel like they're all alone, but, but, but it may be, it may be that that may be your case. You may be a widower or a widow, and, and you've been to, or divorced, and your children are grown up, and they're all and, and, and they have their own lives and you feel like you're all alone. Here's the good news. Omnipresent God says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're never alone. You're never alone. One of the major problems today that many are facing is the loneliness that they feel in this life. We all can find some great comfort in knowing that God is omnipresent. That is, that is, that we are not alone. Every day, every moment of the day, we have God with us. He's as close as the mention of His name. That's why you better know the name and use the name Jesus. Jesus. Psalmist writes in Psalm 139, verses 7 through 10, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to, the, to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest ocean, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. While, while we today can rejoice in this life knowing that God is omnipresent, we need to consider one of the things that will, uh, will make hell such a horrible place. And that is that the sinner will be forgotten by God. Think about that for a moment. On the cross of Calvary, the Lord paid the price for our sins. Uh, on the cross, He suffered the things he suffered thirst so that we would never thirst again. Hallelujah. You remember the, 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 the rich man in, in, in hell and, and, and he was crying out, Father Abraham, send somebody, send somebody just touch my lips with a drop of water. You've got the Lord in his presence. You'll never thirst again. took care of our, our loneliness, our loneliness, always and during his life on this earth. Uh, 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 he referred to God as his heavenly father, Jesus did. But when he took our sins on the cross, 
when he took uh, when he took our our sins on that cross and suffered that death and that pain, that relationship was broken. If you remember what his words were, it says, Lord God, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In other words, why have you turned your back on me? He was all alone at that moment. He did that so that you would know he Hallelujah. He did that so you'd never be forsaken, my friends. Oh, sinner, you may not think it's important now, but the most horrible things that, that, about hell was that you'll never have access to the presence of God again for the rest of eternity. So, my friend, let's, let's, let's come into the presence of the Lord. What a comfort it is to know that the God of the Bible is with us every day. Amen. His presence is a comfort to us. Secondly, His presence is a challenge to us. Knowing God is with us every day, that only comforts us, it challenges us. A question that is sometimes asked is, can, can our saved loved ones in heaven see us here in, 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 on earth? And to support that, they use Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. It says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding his shame. Now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. And this, this scripture paints a picture of, of, of the grandstands in heaven filled with people just cheering us on, doesn't it? It would seem that way, right? And that's a nice thought. It's a nice thought. And theologians, many theologians believe that way. But, but there's some other theologians, and, and I kind of kind of uh, share this thought as well. Uh, I share this with you in the sermon in heaven and hell. In Revelation 21, 1 through 3, and Isaiah 65, 17, both of these talk about the new heaven and the new earth. And there's one line in there that says, and no one will even think about the old earth anymore. It would not be heaven if you were in heaven worrying about your loved ones who remain. Are they walking with Jesus? Are, are they, oh, look, they're stumbling. They're, they're walking away. And, 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 oh, don't they know that that's going to hurt them for, for generations? If you were in heaven thinking about all that, it would not be heaven. It would not be heaven. One thing is for sure, as we run this way race for the Lord, we can rest assured that our omnipresent God is with us. I can also assure you that He's pulling for us. Hallelujah. He's on your side. He's, he's cheering for you. And, and maybe, maybe there's angels that are cheering with it for you too. Maybe that's the crowd of witnesses that's watching us uh, run this race. They're cheering for us. And I can assure you that He is pulling for us and that He wants, uh, and that, and that we want to make Him proud. Don't we? We have a great.
little guys start playing soccer and they go in herds all around. Right? You remember those days? And this grandson, he would always look at the sidelines to see grandma and grandpa, mom and dad, what we had to say if they smiled or frowned we had on our face. He was more concerned with that than he was with where the ball was. Sometimes the ball was going that way, but he was looking this way. He was looking that way. Still proud of him. Every go, good coach will encourage his players to, and, and, and they will encourage the players to invite their parents. Sometimes, it, in my case, grandparents and great grandparents show up for these games. You know? some, some grandsons and daughters are very fortunate because we know there's nothing like somebody who loves you cheering for you. Who loves you more than your parents? Who loves you more than your spouse? Who, whose love will never change, never alter, never, no, never, never wane? The love of God, the love because He loves you so much. He, he's cheering for you and hoping for you and, and pushing you and, 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 and encouraging you along. What a challenge it is for us to know that every day, every day, the omnipresent God is watching us. Challenges us to live more for Him, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yes. If you have your supervisor shadow you all day long at work, wouldn't you do the very best that you would want to do all day? Can't take my usual uh, half-hour, 15-minute break. Can't take my, my usual hour and a half, half hour lunch. Why? Because he's watching. He's watching. The same is true for the Lord. He challenges us to live a life worthy of his, his presence, doesn't he? Can't do what I used to do. Why? Because he's watching me and he, he encourages me to, to live a life worthy of the Christians can really come, come to realize that God is omnipresent. When they do that, they will understand that God is with us every day, 24 hours a day. He never leaves us. He doesn't take a rest. He doesn't say, I'll, I'll see you later. I'm tired of what you're doing. Someone go see somebody else. He's concerned about you and me, every one of us. Praise God. But here's the third thing. His presence is Dr. John Braille made it a practice to open his course on the doctrine of God at Edinburgh University with these words. These are his words. Gentlemen, we must remember when in discussing God, we cannot talk about him without his hearing every word we say. We may be able to talk to our fellows as if it were behind their backs, but God is everywhere. Yes, even in this classroom. Therefore, in all our discussions, we must be aware of His infinite presence and talk about Him as if it were before His face. When we recognize the omnipresence of God, God's presence 
brings us comfort and it also challenges us, but we also recognize that there is a, a factor of caution for us too. Let's suppose that two people are gossiping about somebody in the church. Listen, if those two people knew that the omnipresent God had his ear right there, you wouldn't be talking that way. Right? <laughs> if someone was stealing in the church, you know, because we're such a trusting people, we, we take, uh, you know, we open things up uh, wide, everything, everybody knows everything, knows every motion there. If you're here long enough, you know everything that's going on. And if you're sneaking, you've got an alternate, alternate motive. You can take something and walk away and nobody, nobody saw it. I got news for you. He saw it. He saw it. A person like this cannot stand before him on judgment day and say, I, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> God will tell him, I was there. I heard what you said, every word that you said. I saw every action you did. What do you have to say for yourself? Every day God sees the good and the bad of you. You know that? So students, if there are any here in this room this morning, the next time the devil, uh, that you're going to take a test, the devil tests you to look at one of the other desks. Look at the notes you wrote, wrote on your palm. Or these little slips of paper that happen to be in your book. Teacher may not have seen. Young adults, the next time you're out on a date and you feel like uh, it's getting very amorous and, and things can happen here and, and then you know how it goes, you know, the next thing leads to another and you think, oh, we got, we're away from the parents, we're away from home, we can go to this hotel or we can go to this place and, and, and nobody will know.
Jesus did. Every pastor I know knows what it's like to walk into a place and see the surprise on people that are doing, having their, the life of the party, so to speak. And the moment that the pastor comes there, everything changes. We've all experienced it. And, and, and we've experienced it too that when we leave the party, the party changes too. Why is that? Why is that? You just have to realize whether the pastor's there or not, the Holy Spirit is there. Psalm 139, 11 and 12 says this, I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in the darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. He, he you know, the soldiers in, are fighting at night. They have the night vision glasses. That, Lord, my God doesn't need any night vision, this or that. He can see you as clearly as this bright day. You know that big spotlight that shines from the, the helicopter, police helicopter when it shines on you? You know, we live in a world where sometimes it shines on our houses too sometimes. And so, some of us live in neighborhoods where it shines a little bit more than other neighborhoods. But, 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 but it, when it shines, it's like daylight on you. Maybe it was the next business meeting. 
and somebody says, can we, can we purchase a compass? Because <laughs> we need to figure this thing out. But for us as Christians, we don't have to, is, is this east? Is this north? Is this west or south? No, it doesn't matter which direction you take because God is there. Hallelujah. God is there. God is there. He's there. He's here. He's everywhere. Hallelujah. God is everywhere. God fills the heavens and the earth, and yet He is small enough to live in our hearts. Praise His name. Praise His name. God is everywhere. God is like the sun in that you can look in the vast ocean and you see the reflection of the sun. You can look at the large lakes and see the reflection of the sun in, in the large lakes. You can look in a small stream and see the sun reflected in the small stream. You can look at the small dewdrop that falls every morning and you will see the reflection of the sun. You can look anywhere in this universe that God created and you can see Him there. Before we close this message on the omnipresence of God, I want every person that knows him, that knows that they are not where God wants you to be in your lives, to know that God is big enough, grand enough, loving enough to save you. You need to recognize that God who fills the heavens and the earth is, is more than big enough to save us. Hallelujah. That's why you can come to him for salvation today, for his coming. His presence comforts us, it, it, it challenges us, and it also cautions us, but more importantly, it loves us. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that he doesn't love us? Oh, he loves pastor more than the rest. No, he loves us all the same. Isn't that a good thing? Amen. Would you bow your heads with me? Father God, I thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you're the God who cares all about us. That you're big enough and grand enough and more powerful enough than, than, than we can even imagine, Lord God. And you are here right now. You know what we're going through. You know our situations and circumstances. You know our, our, our excuses. when we've been in those secret places when no one seems to be around. You know us when we do those things that we think we're getting away with. You know us when we do the good things that nobody really seems to know. You know us when we put that offering with no name on it to bless somebody. You know all about us, Lord. makes that decision that we make in our life all more important than it ever has before to sur surrender everything to you. Our lives, our jobs, our families, our spouses, our children, our 
worries, our fears. Because God, you're everywhere. And you care for us. You lead us, you guide us, you protect us, you, you are all for us. You're cheering us on from above, Lord God. You want us to win. So why do we live on our something in your life you've been hiding. You don't have to confess it to me. I'm not your God. But you've got to confess it to him. Let it go. Let it go. Surrender it to him. And see what freedom there is. See what, what glorious freedom there is. And knowing that you don't have to hide anymore. You don't have to look over your back anymore your shoulder anymore. You can live freely, unashamedly, before your God who knows all, who sees all. Even in the darkness, he sees. So Lord, as we praise you, as we lift up your name, let us surrender those areas of our life at these altars. Hallelujah. Thanks for joining us. For more information on Life Center Church and our ministries, visit lifecenterchurch.com.